0: Hi, and welcome to Run Before You Walk podcast. I'm Matt. I've been in ministry for about 15 years, senior pastor of a small congregation for four, but not a tech guy.
1: And I'm Stephen, and I've been in church ministry for about 20 years, and a lot
0: of that has been spent as a tech guy. Today, we're going to walk you through how to create a consistent vibe to make space for grace in your online and hybrid way. When I realized the NBA had shut down for the year, if a, if, a, mm-hmm. if a multi-billion, maybe getting close to a trillion dollar organization. Really? Maybe.
1: Okay. All right.
0: Uh, multi, multi-billion dollar com- uh, company would shut down and lose all the revenue for a year. Then this COVID pandemic thing had to be real. Mm-hmm. And our church was going to have to move uh, from in-person to online.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And I was uh, working at a church at the time and, uh, you know, I thought of myself as a person in a pastoral role and when COVID hit, I I realized that I was one of the only people I knew that had a lot of these skill sets, this technical and creative skill set. And so I was watching what was happening to a lot of our seminary buddies and and our friends at their churches, because I could see their online services. And um, I realized I kind of didn't really have a choice that I I really needed to get involved and start supporting the churches around me.
0: And one of the people he was checking in on was was me. And here I am in the first few weeks of, of COVID and I didn't know what to do. I I went online and I Googled like like a nerd. I Googled uh, how to do online worship. Yeah. And they showed me things like how to Facebook Live from my iPhone while well, I don't have an iPhone. Uh-huh. Uh, they showed me how to, to do uh, Twitter on or Twitter live streams. Well, I didn't really use Twitter. Uh-huh. Uh. So, but I followed the directions and I grabbed a I grabbed a tripod for my phone. Okay. And, and the and the online streaming kit from one of these big box uh, online distributors, uh-huh. with like the lights and stuff. Uh, very minimal, very minimal things. Because I didn't want to, I didn't. I didn't know what to do. Okay. Very minimal. Uh, in fact, I, I, I knew enough because I did do photography in high school and in mm-hmm. college, and and I knew enough to know I've taken video on my phone. It jitters. Yeah, yeah. So I knew enough to look up an image stabilizer. So there I am. Uh, Online, they said if you put your little tripod for your for your camera on a cookie sheet, it'll it'll make it flow a little better when you walk around. (laughs) So here I am that first week and I'm going from band member to band member with uh, looking like an 80s mall video. Uh, But it was terrible. And every week I was going home after worship uh, on the verge of tears because I knew what we were producing was basically terrible and I didn't know how to make it better.
1: Yeah. What I noticed as I was watching your service and the service of all of our uh, fr- basically every church in the United States that was all trying initially simply to reproduce what they had done on the internet on a live stream or sometimes on a pre-recorded thing and and that in itself was overwhelming. But while I was watching that, I was also noticing that very few churches were recognizing that there was a format change. And because the format had changed, the specific content and lots of other little details needed to shift. Do
0: you mean the format changing from in-person to online?
1: That's what I mean. Right. Right. And because that had shifted, a lot of other things needed to shift along with it. And and initially, almost none of us saw this. So if you think about radio, this shift from radio to TV, many of you know that a lot of the first TV programs were just shows from the radio put on TV. Like the characters were the same. The storylines were pretty similar. You know, the content was the same, but the format shifted pretty dramatically. All of a sudden now you actually needed to have a physical couch. Now there's cameras, a physical couch. I'm thinking of father knows best is the example in my head, right? Yeah. yeah. So the, I noticed that a lot of our churches,
0: including Trinity, weren't leaning into that format change See, and and I was so emotional going home every week from doing worship because I was recognizing just... There is just a real bad vibe to the worship service. And I've always said that my number one goal in, in worship curating and creating a, a worship environment in a church was to create a good and consistent vibe. What do you mean by vibe, Matt? That's not a theology word. It's, it's not a theological word. But uh, what I really mean by vibe is to remove all the barriers to grace. Mm. Uh, so, like, one thing is, like, in a church, if you've got, if you've got a singer who's constantly singing off key... Mm-hmm. That's a barrier to the to the vibe, and ultimately a barrier to people coming back to hear the message of Jesus. When the preacher preaches too long, I know I do. Uh, that's a that's a barrier to people coming back and hearing the message of the gospel mm-hmm. week after week, and that creates an inconsistent and negative vibe with your congregational worship. Okay. And there was with that single camera and that single stream. I was creating something that never had the positive vibe that I was really hoping for. And, in a, and in, a, in a time and a format change, to use your word, in which people can literally just press the button that says Netflix mm-hmm. and move away from this gospel message again, uh-huh. we can't risk it. Right, right, right. So let's go back to those first couple of weeks. Tell me about those first few weeks. Yeah, I, I just literally didn't know what to do. I, was, I, I, I knew I had to move from the single camera to the, the to right. w- with the cookie sheet and literally live streaming and literally live streaming into something else, and I and I reached out to the the leadership, uh, the worship leadership of our church, and I just made a decision. Mm-hmm. And I said, we are not going to live stream anymore. We are going to pre-record it. And in fact, you can pre-record it by yourself here. We can pre-record it in our homes, but you pre-record it, you give it to me, you give me your videos, and I will learn this thing called Adobe Premiere, mm-hmm. And, and I'll, I'll figure out how to put it together in a coherent way that makes it sort of look like it, learn how to, how to make it look like a live stream.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So when um, you think of what was going on those first few weeks that you did things. And then um, I volunteered to do, I called you and you told me you were working like 70, 80 hours for a few weeks.
0: I was. I was working like 70 or 80 hours because there's like 30 hours of learning per week because, you know, you move something one second in the timeline of Premiere and everything's wrong. Right, right. And then, and then you accidentally delete a video and it has like a, a big, mean, red uh-huh. button on the front. You're like, what does that mean? What does that mean? Yeah. And the and the audio is still terrible even though you did a bunch of effects yeah, on yeah, it. Yeah. And, and all, and so,
1: so when you've got the... Um, so the first week I did for you, when you told me that, I volunteered and I did your Easter service, uh, it sounds like that went over pretty well.
0: It, it did go over pretty well, but I was wondering, as, as I went back to, to kind of prepare for this, uh-huh. and I looked at what I did on, at the end of March and what you did at the beginning of April, just one week later, uh-huh. I wonder if you could point to a few key things that you think went well that weren't going well before.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think um, I think of three things when I think of that that we were we started doing pretty pretty much in that episode. Uh, the first is that things got shorter. Um, how long was your in-person worship service?
0: Um, well, I'm I'm a long-winded preacher, unfortunately, and at least for our context. And even though I knew I had to cut it shorter for online. Mm-hmm. Uh, before COVID, our worship services were about an hour and five minutes. Okay. Yeah. And 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 when we live streamed, they were still about an hour and five minutes. Yeah. And
1: the Easter service I did, in spite of you guys having a ton of content, um, a lot of musicians submitted things. It's the Easter service, right? Um, I got it down to forty-four minutes, and I think that's an important thing that we need to lean into in this format change. What do you
0: think? What do you think the right amount of time is for a congregation who's out there listening right now? If they're if they're seeking to hit a number, what's that number? Almost
1: every church in America needs to be aiming at thirty minutes. Thirty minutes. Thirty minutes. Thirty minutes. And and Trinity has in recent weeks gotten pretty. Have
0: we hit thirty minutes? We've hit thirty minutes. Okay. And but it but it has a it has a key. What it has it? a key. It has a key thing that has to go right. What's that for it to hit thirty minutes? Pastor has to preach short oh, enough. that's right. Pastor has to preach short enough. But and pastors, friends, I'm one of you. Uh, I know that I love the sound of my own voice. <laughs> Uh, you can hear it in my voice right now. Uh, I love to hear myself speak. And, uh, before COVID, I was, I was preaching in the, in the 25 minute range. Okay. Pretty, yeah.
1: And I, I'd like to say that, you know, I've been in the preaching classes too, and I've read the books on preaching theory. And I don't think almost anyone was advising people to do eight minute sermons in any book okay. I was assigned in seminary, but all of those classes and all of the preaching, um, instruction I received was all focused on an in-person live event. No one trained us for online. And I would encourage you, whatever your uh, theology of preaching is, to go back to the drawing board and rethink through some of those things and ask how much of what you believe about preaching is simply because of the format of one person standing in the front of the room. And I think when you analyze that, you'll realize that because of the format change, that your preaching style probably needs to shift as well. The content does not.
0: Stephen, I know I'm a United Methodist, but can I testify? (laughs) Can I testify? uh, Because before COVID, with my my 30 and 40 minute sermons, Uh I would sometimes hear from someone the week of and say, I really liked this point in your sermon or whatever, maybe, maybe, uh-huh. maybe every once in a while. Uh, but ever since I've, I've shot for 12 minutes, what, what it has meant is that every week I hear from members of our congregation saying, because I had one point, mm-hmm. one thing that I said. Uh-huh. They, they are often coming back to me, multiple people from our congregation saying, that has stuck with me all week. Yeah. The next thing we wanted to talk about is that we shifted how much uh,
1: focus we were putting on making things engaging. If you are in, uh, in a live room with people on stage and people in the room with you, um, frankly, that is just naturally more engaging than staring at a TV screen.
0: So, so- we started with NBA, right? Okay. We started with NBA in the, in this video, we uh-huh. started with talking about the NBA. So, uh, it, it reminds me of the NBA right now, okay. uh, back, back when we had worse cameras and, and they weren't 4k for are 8k in some cases, uh, and the camera angles were real wide. They, there was one or two cameras on the, uh, in the mid court line. Mm-hmm. It was not engaging to watch basketball on television. You would do it because you couldn't buy a ticket. Mm-hmm. You couldn't be there. Uh, and that's what a lot of online worships have been up until COVID, mm-hmm. right? We, they, they just had a mm-hmm. video camera at the back of the church. And if you notice the, the angles that they're using, even since 10 years ago, you're way up close mm-hmm. in the players. And as a result, Stephen, some of his, uh, his encouragements to our lay people and me included, is to have a well-framed waist up shot mm-hmm. all the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, to be to be as close and engaging as possible. Yeah. What are some other things that, that bring um, engagement? We've done other things that,
1: so we've added in some like little videos and stuff that are really fun to watch. And uh, for example, we've got a five minute countdown. Uh, initially, we needed the five minute countdown because we were trying to synchronize things as they streamed. The truth is, I don't think Trinity literally needs that five minute countdown anymore, but it's fun. It's got some sort of uh, stock music, some hip hop sounding pop music playing behind it. It's showing scenes of San Diego, your church is in San Diego, things like that. It's fun. Um, We've added, you have started using sermon bumpers. So every month we create a video that goes along with the sermon and and it's fun, you know? And uh, that Easter service, we had found, I didn't create any of it. We found people online who create these things professionally were giving away a lot of content. So there was a cool countdown. There was a neat video that they had made about um, Eastern, things like that. At the end of the sermon, there's always a question and a little like, it's usually about a 45 second countdown um, that visually looks like some other stuff. And so And so even if people
0: have drifted a little bit, there's these other things that will kind of, Pull them in, and this is this is something I want I want to focus on for for those of us who tend to be a little compassionate to the people who lead worship. Mm-hmm. I really struggled to see how good uh, these these uh, these buf- these bumper videos and such were. I saw that they were really good, but I wondered if it made my people look worse because mm-hmm. uh, their videos weren't as good. Mm-hmm. But ultimately, what what we saw was that 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 creating. Uh, these, these moments of quality wasn't a negative. It ultimately brought us all up. And that's actually our next topic for, for the week or for, for next week's episode. What's that? Uh, creating quality in the, Oh right? Yeah. Yeah, so, yeah let's do that. So so, we'll, so stick so check out our next episode for that one, but for this one, remember that, we, that the, the key learnings that we've had uh-huh. were um,
1: we wanted to
0: make things shorter. Make, th- make things shorter and preachers, preachers <coughs> preach shorter.
1: Uh Uh, And then the third thing was to find ways to make things more engaging. Mm -hmm. And that might force us to uh, think of things that we never would have thought of when we were all in person.
0: And Stephen's going to give you, you're going to, you're going to see it. It's going to be released at the exact same time. He's going to have a video with a, with a handful of really clear, uh, ways for you to make your worship more engaging. Yeah. That'll, that'll be our next episode. But for now, thank you for joining us for the run before you walk podcast. I'm Matt. I'm Stephen. And we'll see you next time.